Hello, Put Your Hands Together listeners. This is Rhea Butcher here, one of your co-hosts. You know that already. I'm going on tour this March. You can check me out at the Creative Alliance in Baltimore, Maryland on March the 30th. The Chameleon Club in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on March 31st. ArtsQuest Center in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on April 1st. That's no joke. I'll be at the Woodward Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio on April 5th, and the White Rabbit Cabaret in Indianapolis, Indiana on April 6th, the Tiger Room in Fort Wayne, Indiana on April 7th, and then the Pyramid Scheme in Grand Rapids, Michigan on April 8th. Following that, I'll be at the Ready Room in St. Louis, Missouri on Friday the 13th of April, and then the Record Bar in Kansas City, Missouri, April 14th. Go to RiaButcher.com slash live dates slash for tickets. Can't wait to see you. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UTV! fun to watch yeah no you shouldn't have missed us it was beautiful you did the right thing let's hear for that person great work that's real butcher over there oh my god oh wow kind of a shitty response all right kind of a like i'll do better i guess these are a bunch of trust fall that went terribly. Y'all were supposed to half me on that. Yeah. Go wild. Silence. Just like, just, and then they they just actually at that moment stopped clapping. (laughs) Okay, shh. Because she wants We have to to hear her instructions. (laughs) She doesn't want us to make noise. What did I write down? Ooh, take my wife. Last week we were, two weeks ago. No, last week. What? But let's start with two weeks ago. Okay. Two weeks ago, our television show, Take My Wife, was dropped in the night onto iTunes. It was. And then it was on Amazon and Google Play. We were very excited about this. And then we went like, we had a big deal. And we were so excited about it. <laughs> we had a big deal. We had a big deal. What do you mean? I'm tired. This is how I'm speaking. <laughs> yeah. We had a big deal. We made a big deal out of it. We I had a really big deal about say. it. <laughs> we were so excited. And then it was like number one on iTunes for a bunch of time, which was so exciting because... <laughs> a bunch see, of time! Who cares? What kind of a description of time is that? <laughs> a bunch! Gather up all the time and hold it in your hand, deliver it to your wife for Valentine's Day. Oh, well. Valentine's Day. Now, anyway, my point oh. is... Um, <laughs> my point is... Our season one and two were... One and two on iTunes, which was yeah. so awesome. We n- literally didn't even have time to... One and two were two and one That's on right. iTunes. We didn't even have time to like put a press release out or anything. That It was literally just... We tweeted about the show and put it on Instagram. And we have really supportive audience members and fans. And so folks mobilized and just bought it and made the show a success on your own. We were so proud about that. Because we didn't have a network behind us. And it was... We, we had two days notice that it was going to be on <laughs> iTunes. So we didn't have any time to prepare anything. And it was just you. You just had our backs like you didn't tonight. And <laughs> you exactly just bought like the show. Didn't. And that meant so much to us because we were trying to prove. We didn't see any new money. Um, None. We already was, got paid we out. We only got old money. We only got old money. Uh, that, but, that's a joke. You guys should laugh at that. We did not. No money. <laughs> you know what else is weird? This is, there's usually a whole yeah, other usually a lot row closer. of chairs over here. So I'm feeling like there's just a lot of space. This is so weird. This is, there's usually, you're not the front. I don't know if you know this. There's ghost people. Look, there's like a whole space over here. What the hell really is happening? Over here. Literally, what's happening? Look, Where do the, the whole, chairs go? I could do warrior pose over here. <laughs> 
and it's not even they're not even affected I don't know by what's it. going on because they're also they were like congrats you sold out another show and we're like thank you but then we walked out here it's like Where is did everyone? they remove a bunch of chairs so they could be like congrats you sold out the show and like now I feel like I'm being placated um, anyway uh, but no we were so excited because it was really just like folks coming out for queer content and yeah. buying queer content which proves a message to like that we should keep that folks should keep investing and in making this content because people are going to buy it that's how you prove that content should be made one way is you buy it so that people know that's a good investment right so we were really excited about that yeah then we were so excited about it we forgot to mention any of this <laughs> we did yeah and so we, we just were... talked about going to canada we really did just talk about canada which is also fun but you know not also as fun take as... my wife available in canada finally available <laughs> in canada so i just wanted to start by saying for those folks that are here live and those folks on the podcast thank you so much for the support it really meant a lot to us it really made us feel like oh my god holy fuck you can just ask people to you can just tell people your content's out there and they will buy it because they like what you're doing. cool people <sighs> and like nice. to watch cool stuff great okay can i point something out just yes in that conversation sure the phrase can i get low sure <laughs> i'm so tired yes tell me <laughs> okay Press release is kind of a fun turn of phrase. Oh my god, I can't wait to hear where this is going. Go. Oh, just <laughs> press release. That's all. Wow, that's straight up not where I thought that was going. I thought you were going to go with like, release the press! I mean, that's also valuable too, but I just was more thinking, you know, <sighs> you go, release the press! And then they run at you and do nothing to prevent... <laughs> This stupid idiot from being our president. <laughs> Nothing. Don't attack Nothing. the press. <laughs> I am not attacking the freedom of the press. I'm attacking the job that they're doing. <laughs> By the way, I got so tired I just said I'm attacking. I shortened the word attack. I'm not attacking the freedom. I'm attacking the job that they're doing. What are you, a venture capitalist? Shortening words to make things out of it. Is that what venture capitalists do? I don't do? know. Because I literally apps. don't know what that job is. They make apps and stuff, and then they just remove the vowels from things, and they're like, use this! And then we do. Actually, yeah, I think that's right. It's the whole thing. Oh, Rhea, um, yeah. I wrote down, this is what else I wrote down, five weeks away. Do you know uh-huh. why I wrote that? I don't know, tell me. I know why, but I want you to tell me. Because I'm leaving tomorrow to go to Chicago. Yeah, you are. there. Wow! Nobody gave a shit about our show or when we came out on stage to talk, but I mentioned a city. Y'all went nuts. Uh, Who wooed for Chicago? Yeah? Yeah? All right. You guys know each other? You friends know each other? Know each other. You both like Chicago. Are you from there? I live in Milwaukee, so I go to Chicago a lot. This is the best answer. I fucking love you. I love the level of confidence that you have that I might ever mention Milwaukee. It was so low that you were just like, I gotta get my woo in now! It's as close as we're gonna get! I also saw you guys in Chicago, though. Well, yes. Well, all right. Yeah, talk more about that. (laughs) How funny we were. Go. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like us. Um, definitely. Are you from us, Chicago? Sure. Yes. Are you, do you live there now or do you live here? I flew in today. I live there. Wow. You flew in today? I flew in today just for this. Just what? for this? <laughs> are you going back to Chicago? Like Tomorrow morning. Are you what? kidding? <laughs> what the hell? You're the greatest. You're the greatest. <laughs> Cheer for this person. <laughs> I love you. I love you. It's okay to say that. Yeah, I support that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't feel threatened at all. No, I know. Because you know it's right and true. It's right and true, yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's really, that's cool. Is this your, is this a friend? Yeah, we're all from Chicago. What? All of Chicago's here. Oh, hey. Hey, hello, friends. And who flew in, though? Just you or everybody? Oh, multiple people. You and your husband flew in for the night. Come to the show. Go back back the fuck to Chicago. I like you. (laughs) Anybody beat that? Who flew from further? 
got anybody from Alaska. We have like really dedicated fans. I don't know if you remember the top of this show. We have, like really dedicated fans. So it's like, thank you so much for flying in. But honestly, that's like a four hour and 15 minute flight. So it's just like, <laughs> give me five or six. Who's got five or six? Are you, what? Are you serious? Wait, what's Wait, happening? What? And you flew from North Carolina yeah. to here tonight. But we flew on Sunday. Okay, well, pff, less interesting. No, <laughs> it is just, no. You you got it. You got it. Uh, you came from New York. Well, where we live in New Yeah. Well, this Congrats. is a longer trip, but that's okay. It's a longer journey. Um, thanks so much. Yeah, thank You're you so much. You're all still for very coming. important. I I yeah, like, I mean, I. Yeah. So bad. What about this person back here? Somebody else. You're with them. Yeah, we came on Sunday. There was a waiting since Sunday for this show. God, this is like... What a... Okay, all right. Well, since I said five or six, and then I was answered. Uh, so who came from uh, Europe? And then after that, we'll do Asia? Just in terms of, you know, distance. Then the moon! <laughs> you can't fly from the moon. Elon Musk is like, I actually... Started a comedy website on the moon. That's true. <laughs> Classic moon Comedians monk. are laughing at that. <laughs> um, oh, what, how, what, so. Yeah. Five weeks. Tomorrow, I'm going to Chicago. And, uh, and I'll be there for ten days. By the time I get back, you'll be on tour. I will. For four more weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, no, three weeks. Three weeks, But then yeah. by the time you get back, uh -huh. I'll be on tour for two more weeks. Yeah. So we're not going to see each other. We're going to see each other. For five weeks. For five weeks. Which is our longest time ever not seeing each other In five since years. the day we fucking met. Wow. <laughs> wow. In fact, the day we met, we were like, hi, do you want to spend, in fact, all of our time together. All of it. Do you want to work together Let's and then never show together at another podcast together? Again. You want to get married? We'll live in the same house. We also won't leave the house to work. Just 24 hours a day. <laughs> Seven days a week. And 365. Maybe. Let's make a television show about that thing we're and talking we'll, about right now. We'll go ahead and make a show about that concept. And, and we're we will gonna work rent on that. a bus 24 and we'll hours travel a day. around the... Seven yeah. days a week. So we've really been spending a lot of time together. <laughs> and now we're going to spend five weeks away. Ria, are you stressed about this? Um, I mean, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Oh, what's the no? <laughs> I think it's going to be good. I mean, yeah, we why? have been I'm working together every day. You're for excited to get back out years. there and spread your wings? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I would say yes, but it was weird that you went spread your wings with your legs. <laughs> well, okay, honestly, we don't know where human wings would be. When we look at an angel... You think they would come out of your butt? One on each leg. When you look at an angel, from here that's a and fake here? depiction. Nobody's ever seen an angel. We're imagining that. A fake depiction. What I'm saying is, that's funny. you could, yeah, each of <laughs> The whole thing is fake. Each. <laughs> each also, angels are just ghosts. You're I mean, it's the same shit. They're just fancy fucking ghosts. Look, no, that's not true. One Rich of them wears. Ass ghosts. That's not true, Rhea. That's not fucking true. One of them wears. None of it is true! One of them a white outfit that comes up looks like a ghost that sounds like a ghost no that's what I'm saying one of them wears a white outfit that comes up over their head that's a ghost or a KKK member that's what those people are then both are very haunting one has a free head that's an angel a free head <laughs> you know it's an angel because you go oh visible head angel <laughs> But you don't know whether it's KKK member or ghost. You're like, you know, you're walking down the street and you see a free head and you're like, oh shit, that's an angel. <laughs> Just want to let you know. Yes. See that head over there? A lot of people see ghosts. That happens all the time. I think. <laughs> if, if you hear stories, uh -huh. they always are saying this. Ghost stories? Yes. Yeah. And they're always <laughs> describing them. Children, an old lady, rocking something. That's what's always happening. But you really don't hear that many stories about people seeing angels. And if you did, I don't know where the wings are coming from. This is my whole long point. Yeah. And if you really were going to... You think the wings come out of the butt? They might come out of the butt. Now, how... The hip bone going right through. But how... So you think angels fly around like this? <laughs> they might. There's actually no way to know that they don't. Oh, come all ye faithful. <laughs> Joyful! Actually, honestly, though, 
the like wings this. are actually th- at the ankle coming up. So they invert themselves, thus stretching their spine. It's so relaxing. Oh, so like a Michael Keaton and Batman. That's what I'm thing. saying. When you do that inverter to relax. That's what an angel's trying to do. So you don't have to go get a chiropractic work done. Or, or George McFly in Back to the Future Part 2. I know, Rhea, yes. Yeah. I threw my back out again. I even know my golf course. Yep. <laughs> Two people have seen that movie. <laughs> I'm 300 years old. That's fine. You're 300 years yeah, old. Yeah, I am. I look good, don't I? Yeah. Are you an angel? Yeah. They're Can't so you tell old. by the wings in my butt? Angels are so old. Remember Michael? Free that movie? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you remember that? I always thought it was so sexy when Kira Sedgwick was like washing him. Okay. <laughs> I'm being vulnerable. <laughs> I'm telling you about my things I find sexy. When Kira Cedric is washing someone. That has wings in their butt. He has wings up top. Okay. He's a like regular normie angel. You know, not creative. <laughs> All right. So are you worried about this five weeks? How do you feel about it? I'm so fucking stressed out about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mostly for, here's the reasons. Number one, I actually like being away from you because I get to miss you. <laughs> Everyone jumped on that one. Do you see how quickly I spoke? <laughs> I got to the end fast. I could have held you out longer to make you stress. Oh my God, what's happening? Uh, but no. No, because I like, because I, I get to miss you. Also, oh yeah, I, mean, that's I like what being I mean. in a place and, exp- and like exploring it. I also uh-huh. like being alone and having a lot of thoughts by myself sure. and not telling anybody what those thoughts are. <laughs> I trap them in my brain and I keep them and I don't get them anyway. I think it's good for people to have trap thoughts yeah. often. I think it's a big part of being a human being. Yes. Trap your thoughts. It makes me very creative. I always write a lot of stuff when I'm uh, by myself. Uh-huh. And um, I also like to like just not have to take care of anybody because you know I, I feel really responsible for you totally. because I really like you so much. And so when we're in a new city... I want you to eat like good food and and also if it's just me I'm just like give me garbage you know like I don't care <laughs> sure, I'm just yeah. like ah I go to 7-Eleven and eat a bunch of cheese sticks that's your idea of garbage well it's not food yeah, I mean I it's it not like actual food you know <laughs> this makes me think of remember when we were on that cruise and I was hoarding hard boiled eggs because I didn't realize that this is the first time we ever been on a cruise we were the entertainment and I didn't realize that the food happens all the time, so I started snatching hard-boiled eggs <laughs> from breakfast and hiding them in my cruise room. And then I pulled back the curtain. She was like, "No!" I'm snatching sitting all these on eggs. all of them. By the way, what a disgusting monster! If you have a bunch of hold-up hard-boiled snatched eggs in your cruise room, disgusting. Just disgusting. It's so wet. You're in the water. It's so wet all the time, and you get these wet, musty eggs warming themselves amidst your towels. But I was like, I might need these. This is what I'm like when I'm alone. I go to the, I go to the hotel. Very, very I go biological. To, I no. might need these. Yeah, I know. I go to the hotel breakfast and I just go like, I, I honestly, I honestly try to convey with my face. I wonder what everybody else upstairs would want. And then I walk really slow around the hotel breakfast, snatching up things. Who's upstairs? Nobody. But I'm <laughs> trying to create. I'm trying to create a message so that nobody thinks I'm taking four oatmeal, three hard-boiled eggs. You're like method acting. Yeah, I'm like, I wonder what my entire family and all my kids would want. I better get a bunch of waffles. I better get a full day's amount of food. For all those kids I've got upstairs. I'm stacking up all these plates and all these cups of coffee and going going to the elevator with this look on my face like, Oh, my wife never helps me. I'm always trying to do that. Well, like I got selling... peanut butter sticking out of all my pockets. Just dry, like packets of peanut butter in a, in a tower of bagels. She sent me down here by myself. <laughs> when there's no one there upstairs, it's just me. I'm hoarding it. <laughs> I think this is going to be good for both of us. Um. <laughs> oh, how you doing, kid? I feel good. I'm. I like when I'm so tired that I'm having the best time. 
didn't really have to do much this time. <laughs> Rhea, do you want to introduce the first comic? I feel like yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, first of all, yeah. we've been great. We've wow, been have fantastic. We been great. Absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, so this first comic, friend of the show. I know, I always say that. How are you doing? You're, you're pulling a little bit of focus. <laughs> Just a touch. How are you doing, kid? You good? All right, great. Are y'all ready to get this show started? I'm going to do that. All right. This first comic, one of my favorites. I played fantasy baseball with them last season, and they're a tremendous comic. Writer on the great show, Those Who Can't. Please give a warm welcome to Lisa Bass! Hey, everybody. How's it going? We put on pants. We're out of the house. Way to go, team. I brushed my hair. This is good. Uh, I'm excited because the last show that I did was in the daytime and I got heckled by a child. <laughs> so I'm so glad to be here. I was talking about how like as an adult sometimes it's hard to make friends and then this little girl in the front row with the big bow, this, this, chi- this nugget of a child just shouted out, I'll be your friend. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. Like, what's your name? And then she went, never mind. <laughs> so, kids are mean. <laughs> it's tough out there. It's tough. It's hard. Uh, I was a dumb kid, so I can't, <laughs> I can't complain. When I was a kid, my number one fear was how to kiss. <laughs> how you doing? My name's Lisa. Uh, every, every day, I would just... <laughs> make out with my toys. <laughs> I would just kiss my stuffed animals. You have to practice, right? I'm not a rock star. I don't have groupies. So every day. But I felt like I was kind of living this double life, though, you know? Because, like, by day, my friends thought I was this, like, insecure, prudish girl. But by night, my teddy bear knew I was a whore, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I get home from school. Pucker up, Mr. Bear. Today we're going to figure out what I do with my hands. <laughs> Big day. (laughs) Um, I've been kind of like in a rough place uh, lately. My best friend in the whole wide world uh, stopped being my friend because I wouldn't have sex with him. Uh, I accused me of friend zoning him. Friend zoning, in case you're not familiar, is a term used to describe a girl when she exercises free will. (laughs) That's, uh, That's what that's called running rampant within the community Um, apparently Uh, so I've been doing a lot of things alone lately I went uh, to Jamba Juice and ordered a smoothie not to go (laughs) ever done that? ever sipped a smoothie in house? (laughs) it's weird (laughs) like even the employees are like do you know you can leave? (laughs) Like, this is uncomfortable It's weird, like, sipping, like, a highly transportable beverage while sitting, (laughs) like, next to three empty chairs and everyone entering the restaurant wonders why you're sitting alone. Also, ever been so lonely you convince yourself Jamba Juice is a restaurant? (laughs) Just got that. You gotta entertain yourself when you're sad. Here's a fun thing to do when you're sad. Go to the grocery store. There's more. Uh, And when the bag boy asks if you want help unloading your groceries, you say yes, but you conveniently leave out the fact that you walked to the grocery store (laughs) and see how far he'll go. (laughs) It's fun. It's a game. (laughs) It's a brisk walk, and it's mystery. (laughs) Can't ask for more than friendship. And you got a brisk walk. Uh, the other reason it's been kind of a, a weird year for me is because I, I started dating a girl, a woman. <laughs> what if I was dating a child? Um, I started dating a full-grown woman lady. <laughs> That's what they're called now. Um, and it was weird. Like, I grew up my entire life thinking I was straight. I dated boys. I liked boys. And then one day I met a girl, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I got to tell everybody on the high school softball team that they were right. <laughs> Just didn't expect it. Uh, but I, w- I was confused. Like, it was a weird thing for me because, like, I genuinely liked the guys that I was dating. So I was like, 
like talking to people about it, trying to figure it out, trying to come to terms with it. And my friends were like, oh, well, that means that you're bisexual. But that word, see, right away, like that word makes everybody so uncomfortable. Bisexual. All it means is that men and women don't trust you. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's everybody. I don't know. It's like a weird thing because like when you're bisexual, your allegiance is questioned. Right? Because, like, straight people think you're just going through a phase. Right? Gay people think you're just experimenting. It's like everyone thinks you're, like, a double agent, like, giving secrets away to the other side. Right? It's like as if, like, I'm going to hang out with a bunch of, like, you know, straight people and then report back to the lesbians. It's like, their weakness is also their mother. (laughs) Who knew? Then I hang out with the lesbians and then report back to the straight society and you're just like, oh, okay, so scissoring isn't real and fake dicks are dishwasher safe. <laughs> so all the secrets are coming out. Nobody is safe. Here's something I learned being bisexual. It's one of the only things where you get to be a virgin twice. <laughs> That's fun. That's a fun... Let's do that again. <laughs> Let's do, like, prom night, except we're adults. <laughs> it's terrifying. I was really nervous, like, the first time, like, before being with a woman for the first time. I was really scared. And my straight friends were like, why are you afraid? Like, you're a girl. She's a girl. Like, you have all the same parts. It's like... But, like, a car doesn't know how to drive a car. <laughs> like, it's totally different. <laughs> My friend still didn't get it. I was like, look, like, there's a big difference between like looking at the Grand Canyon from a helicopter and being in a cave. <laughs> like, it's scary. Um, I've been trying to be a, a better person, you know, because it's sort of like made me realize that, you know, life, life can be hard. So I've been trying to be more aware of what's going on in the world. Uh, apparently, there are some unhappy people in the Middle East. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't know. Like, I know I should know. I should be aware of what's going on. Like, I feel shameful that I don't know what's going on. But I'm going to be honest, it's too late for me to learn. <laughs> too much has happened. It's like the Middle East is in season seven. Like, I'm not familiar with any of the characters because I was not tuned in for seasons one through six. My friends have tried to fill me in. You know, they're like, previously on the Middle East, Israel was like, Jerusalem is ours. And the Palestine was like, no, Jerusalem is ours. And I'm like, who's Jerusalem? Is that the smoke monster? What's happening? I don't understand things. Um, Okay, that's my time. Thank you guys so much. Lisa Best! I almost knocked her down. Perfect. That would have been ideal. Who wouldn't have wanted that to happen? Am I right? How are you doing? How's your day? Yeah, what'd you do? Yep. Yep. But do you live here? I just moved here actually uh, four months ago from New York. Oh, how's it going? Pretty good. I like it. Yeah, are you feeling stressed, settled, friends yet? How's your life? It's like I'm starting to get settled. Uh huh. Get to know the neighborhood. Yep. Took a while, but I'm starting to feel good. Weather's great. It's snowing. It's the weather's so good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? Uh, I do web design and graphic design. You're going to have so much... You're going to have so many jobs here. <laughs> We've been hosting this show for five years. Nobody's ever said that to me. Not one person is like, I do the thing that you need and want. <laughs> mm, cannot do for yourself. She's really good at it. Yeah, no, I believe you. I mean, you look great at it. You seem like you're kind of person who's like really good at it. I agree. Well, welcome to the city. Thanks. Congrats on having that job and skill which everybody needs in this town. Let's hear it. Come on. Ooh, 
this next comic is a friend and also one of the stars of the television show, Those Who Can't, on True TV. Uh, let's hear it right now for the amazing Adam Caton Holland. Give it up for Adam. <laughs> All right. Keep it going for wacky Cameron Esposito. I like it when she does hard drugs before the show. It gets weird. It's unpredictable. Thank you for coming out. It's nice to see a packed UCB theater, but yet you know the only thing I'll remember from this show? That chair. That's it. And that's an insight into what it is to be a stand-up comedian. Don't see any of this greatness. Just see that. But we'll plow through like a professional. I read a lot of comic books when I was growing up, and I feel like a lot of comics say that, but they say it about cool things. They're like, Avengers, I'm so excited to see Black Panther. I used to read the comic books. I was like, I read Calvin and Hobbes in the far side. Like, I didn't read anything cool. Well, thank you, but I'm like, hey, who read Funky Winkerbean this morning? Any Rose's Rose fans in the house? That's what I read, and I loved Archie more than most things. Archie was my favorite. At the supermarket when I was growing up, I would make my mom buy me those double digests, from such a young age, I pronounced them double diggists. I'm like, Mom, give me a double diggist. She's like, I don't see how reading comic books is going to help your hard G pronunciation problem. I was like, just give me a fucking double diggist. I loved Archie. It's recently at a comic book shop. They were advertising what they called the last Archie ever. I picked it up. Do you know how the comic strip Archie ends? This is not even a joke. Here's how Archie ends. Archie grows up a little bit. He starts working on the campaign of a gay man running for Senate. Somebody tries to assassinate that man, and Archie dives in front of the bullet and dies. A hero. That's how fucking Archie is. I believe I speak for everyone in this room when I say, what the fuck? I read Archie. Here's what was going on. He wanted to bang Betty and Veronica. Jughead was his best friend. Pop's hamburgers are delicious. Reggie Mantle's a dick. That's it. There was nothing at all going on in Archie comic books that would indicate that Archie would go on to get assassinated. But it's our fault. Just because we stop reading the comic books doesn't mean that the comic books stop being. They grow up. They evolve. Sometimes they take hard left turns. Did some research, a lot of our favorite comics, and in ways you wouldn't expect. You guys know how the comic strip Crankshaft ends? <sighs> Nursing home malpractice. They left him to rot. Nobody turned him over. Bed serrate his whole body. That's fucked up. He's a war vet. You guys know how Kathy ended? Oh, my God. <sighs> Car bomb. Planned Parenthood parking lot. She went in for a routine pap. Some right-wing guy planted a bomb in her car. Boom! Ack. Garfield. Oh, God, I hate to tell you this one. You know how it ended for John and Garfield? Autoerotic asphyxiation accident. Yeah, I think we all saw that coming. By the time the authorities found him, Odie had chewed his dick off. <laughs> Mondays. That's way more than my time. Thank you for listening to my jokes, everybody. I sure appreciate it. Adam King Holland, give it up for him. <clears throat> Big Crankshaft fan right here. Real sad to hear about him going that way. Big, big Crankshaft fan. <laughs> I basically am crankshaft. <laughs> I'm realizing that now. I'm just pre-crankshaft. I thought that would be funny. You didn't, so whatever. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, do you guys want to keep the show rolling? I sure do. Our next comic, also a friend of the show. I'm going on the road very soon, and I just sold out uh, another city in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So Baltimore and New York and Lancaster, Pennsylvania are sold out, so grab those tickets. There's people listening on the thing. Anyway, he is also going on tour, so you should check out his dates on his website, and his name is the wonderful comedian Dave Ross! <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I, um, I drank some coffee at 7.45 p.m. And so 
you know, I just need a little pick-me-up, you know? But I went a little over the line, I think. And it's a delicate balance at 7.45. I just needed a little. I had a cup. Anyway, my brain is very confused right now. And I was just literal. half of my brain is like, y'all ready for this? And uh, the other half of my brain is like, we're gonna die. We're gonna fucking die. Which is, by the way, what I think every time I drink coffee. I don't know why I keep drinking it. I have one cup of, I wake up in the morning like, yeah, coffee, wake up. And halfway through the cup, I'm like, I'm gonna die. I'm shaking, this is horrifying. I'm sweating, it's the morning, what's going on? You know what I should do, not eat or shower until 3 p.m. That'll make me feel good. Yeah, I love being a writer. Um, <laughs> Y'all right? That's my catchphrase. I got a landlord story. Here's a fun thing. I, uh, I, um, eh, one thing that really sucks about LA is that for some reason, you don't have, if you're a landlord, you don't have to, uh, put a fridge in the apartment. We have to buy our own fucking fridge. It's so weird. And my, the last place I lived, I bought the fridge to move in there. So when I was moving out, I was like, I'm taking this, obviously. And I don't know if you've ever moved a fridge. Um, it's a horrible idea. Refrigerators are like five, 6,000 pounds. And um, they're like two to three buildings tall. Um, I, uh, my roommate uh, helped me. Uh, I don't have any money. So we just did it ourselves. And it was this old building with like a really narrow stairway. We like smashed the air conditioner and just like destroyed all this stuff. Finally got it to the down, to, to the down, you know, to the down, the down of the building, coffee. <laughs> um, finally got it all the way downstairs. We had to take the door off of the building to get it out. What? So we took the door off. And so the whole fucking thing took like six hours. Finally, we get it out on the truck to my new apartment. Six hours, but we're done. Yes. Uh. Yes. And then the next day, I found out that I do not own that fridge. Um, I was just wrong. I did not buy that fridge. The landlord bought that fridge. So I stole my landlord's fridge in the slowest caper of all time. And not one single time during that six hours was I like, I don't think I own the fridge. I was absolutely positive that I own that fridge the whole time that I stole it. I stole it. Glad you're laughing. That joke cost me $1,500. I, um, I live by the headquarters of an organization called PETA. You may have heard of them. I said that to a dude at a party once that I live by the headquarters of PETA. And he goes, oh, the bread. So, yeah, he's the dumbest person on earth. Yes, sir. I live by the headquarters of Flatbread. It's in a whole business park for the headquarters of just broad concepts. What? PETA's a funny organization. They're funny. I'm very much about animal rights, and they are bad at it. Um, they are bad at it. We're grown-ups. Do they know that? They market to me like I'm a child. All their billboards are just like, look at this cute bear. Don't eat bears, or whatever. <laughs> this is a real thing. You can look this up on their website. On their website, it says that they're trying to get the name of fish legally changed to sea kittens <laughs> so we don't eat them. Why do they think I don't eat my cat? <laughs> do they think it's because it's called a cat and not because I love my cat? As if you were to change the name of a cat to a landfish, I'd be like, yeah, fry it, yes. I'm starving, I'll eat any fish, any fish, I'll eat it. Dave, you're eating your couch. <laughs> this is living room tuna. They own the billboard over their building and it's always some PETA shit. But the one over, the one for Thanksgiving is so good, man. It's so great. 
It's a picture of a turkey, and it says, you wouldn't eat your dog, so why would you eat a turkey? <laughs> because, I don't know. Uh, that's the answer. That's how the world is. You're not going to win this argument with me by, like, fucking with me. You know, I, well, what if the land were on top of the sky? Gotcha. <laughs> love this logic. Well, you wouldn't eat your dog, so why would you eat a turkey? You wouldn't fuck your sister, so why would you fuck your wife? <laughs> because, because, I don't ah! <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> because we chose to fuck each other! <laughs> I guess I don't fuck my relatives. And that's the other thing. It's not that it's a dog, it's that it's my dog. I'll eat your dog. <laughs> Cook your dog. I'll eat it. <laughs> Every now and then, I'll uh, tell that joke. And, like, it's always funny when someone takes a joke that's, like, pretty silly, earnestly. And, um, and I'm not talking about someone getting mad at it. I was in Houston, and I said, cook your dog. I'll eat it. This guy in the crowd stands up and goes, hell yeah! <laughs> And I was like, I gotta get out of this whole state, man. What is happening? This guy's the governor for sure. It was Rick Perry. Rick Perry loves my stand-up. Thank you guys so much. I've been Dave Ross. Enjoy the rest of your night. Dave Ross! Oh, Dave was very funny. Man, I... I... First of all, this is, I don't even know if Rhea's out here, but do you remember, okay, because Dave was talking about, like, taking a fridge because he thought he had purchased that fridge. When Rhea and I first moved to Los Angeles, we lived across the hall from some folks, and when they left, they took the fucking countertops. <laughs> they took the countertops! Which is amazing because there's no person that thinks they bought the countertops. <laughs> Nobody's like, I'm pretty sure I installed these. I think I bought these. I must have, when I got here, I must have put these countertops in. <laughs> we just ran into our landlord one day who was like frazzled, like her hair was coming out in her hands. You know, she was just like... <laughs> we were like, what happened? She was, they took the countertops. <laughs> So that's incredible. It's just an incredible thing that happened. <sighs> Man. Also, I've been informed by our producer, Hannah, who just does a great job. Let's hear it for Hannah. <laughs> that Kira Sedgwick isn't in Michael. <laughs> that's Andy McDowell. I'm thinking of Phenomenon. But, follow-up question, are those different movies? <laughs> and, wait, what's Phenomenon about again? Is it about a white, powdery guy with no hair? No, that's powder. How are the, How is that a different movie? <laughs> those are the same movies, right? Wait, literally, what is Phenomenon? I know I saw it. What is it, though? He gives powers. He has a brain tumor, and it gives him powers. <laughs> And she's washing him. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? It's the same guy as Michael. Number one, I want to respect. I want to respect the person who said it's the same guy as Michael, without naming John Travolta. <laughs> Honestly, respect. He lives across the street. I don't know that he lives there. I do think he hangs out there, but I don't think he lives there. I feel like he has a whole other house. I feel like he can't afford it. He goes up to a house, he goes, you're the one that I want. That's so funny to say that if you were me, and I did. <laughs> no, I think he lives somewhere else entirely. Wow, he... What a weird... So that's what he was doing. Okay. Oh, all right. Huh. And in Michael, he's like, I'm so sad. 
I'm a mad angel. <laughs> I remember. Actually, now. You remember powder, right? That was very, that was also very, y'all are too young, who cares? In the 90s, there was a movie called Powder and might have been the 2000s, who cares? And he was just a very, he, it was kind of like Phenomenon because it was about a person who didn't have pigment in their skin and so therefore could control lightning. <laughs> And there was a scene from the trailer where he's walking down the school at high school and he makes all the locks jingle. And it was, I think, the second... Thank you for your audible yes. I think it was the second most identifiable moment from any trailer in the 90s or 2000s, whenever this is from. That movie, that movie, that second, and then the other one is the one about where James Vanderbeek doesn't actually prefer to have your life. And those two ones. That's the line, right? From the movie Varsity Blues. He goes, actually, excuse me, pardon me, but if you don't mind me saying, I would actually prefer to not have your life. If you were older, this is so much funnier than you realize because you're just too young, but it's so funny. He goes, I'm so sorry. I'm honestly so sorry, Dad. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. But can you actually keep your life? Because I don't even want it. That's what he says. These are the funniest, this is the funniest bit that's ever been done about Varsity Blues. And there's a whole segment in there where she's wearing a whipped cream bikini and this is funnier than anything anybody ever said about that. Including that in the like, not another teen movie or whatever parodying it, like including the fact that Captain America actually did the whipped cream <laughs> bikini. That was him. You just didn't realize it. She did. <laughs> but y'all weren't watching through the scope of time. You didn't really understand how things were gonna line up. But in not another teen movie, they have a gentleman come out and he goes, oh, this is what I'm wearing. And it turns out that's actually Captain America, not today. So, wow, you just never know. You know what I mean? Anyway. <laughs> I remember the line is so specific from Varsity Blues. He goes, actually, no, thank you for your life. Thank you for offering it. But I just don't want it. I just don't want your life. <laughs> okay, bye. Um, we've got more. We've got two final comics. Are you ready for two final comics? You know, it is this comic's first time on the show, so when it is somebody's first time on the show, we welcome them with very much exuberant applause. Correct? Yeah. Well, please, let's hear it nice and loud for Melanie Maras. Give it up for her. UCB. What a sexy people in the house tonight. I know that some of you are looking at me wondering what I am, you know, besides a raging bitch. Some of you don't care. Um, <laughs> my dad is Indonesian and my mother is someone with an Asian fetish. My dad is from a tiny village in Sumatra, and my mom is from a tiny village in Oklahoma. So I'm international, but I'm country, which can be confusing. My dad is Muslim. My mom is Baptist, which makes me a huge disappointment to both of them. When I was growing up in Indonesia, it was really rare to see a couple where the man was Asian and the woman was white. You know, it was always the other way around, you know, because most white guys, every guy in here, um, <laughs> like a nice, subservient Asian wife who can cook perfect rice, shoot ping pong balls out of her lady parts. And my mom was pretty progressive because she wanted to get beat. <laughs> No, my dad, he is the best. He is the cutest. He is so sweet. He's so excited about my career. I was like, Dad, how do you feel having a daughter who's a stand-up comic? And he said, I don't have a daughter. 
so my dad is really proud of me in his own way. My father first came to the United States on a boat. It took him six weeks to get here. He was literally fresh off the boat. I mean, they wouldn't let him off the boat now. But back then, they did. And he had gotten this scholarship to study petroleum engineering in New Mexico. And then he got a job in Oklahoma. And my mother had never left the state of Oklahoma before. So she did not know what an Asian was. So she did not know that she was sleeping with the enemy. When you are half Baptist, half Muslim, it's hard to feel anything except shame. You know? Shame about your body, shame about your sexuality, shame about being born a girl and not drowned at birth. When I was little, I was so ashamed of my body, I would not wash my vagina. In the shower, I was like, don't look at it! It's not there! I wash it now. Okay? fine now. It's lasered perfection now. Need not worry about it in its current state. My friend, his daughter is a lot more comfortable with her body. She's five years old and he told me that she took a bath and she was like, Daddy, when I put my privates on the jacuzzi jet, it feels like marshmallows exploding in my stomach. (laughs) Which is surprisingly accurate. People in the States will always tell me, you don't look or sound very Indonesian. But of course, nobody in the States has any idea what an Indonesian looks or sounds like. I'm like, trust me, you know that I'm Indonesian because I am looking for a white guy to pay my bills. (laughs) Not a joke. I went to an international school growing up, which is why I sound like I'm Malibu Barbie, even though I grew up on the equator. People always think that I'm from Beverly Hills, 90210, but in fact, I'm from Pondokinda, 12310. Um, only somebody who went to an international school can understand the pain of having your fourth grade bestie turn to you at lunch and say, well, dad fucked the maid, now we have to move back to Texas. <laughs> Lost a lot of friends that way. I was super awkward growing up. I had teeth just growing everywhere in my mouth. And my mother was really terrified that I was going to get molested. She'd be like, Melanie, if anybody bad touches you, you got to tell mommy. And I was like, I wish. I'm out here in these streets trying to get molested. Standing against a fence in my tutu. The Jan Sports sucking on a lollipop. Nobody was interested. My Baptist mother did not want me to take sex ed. So subsequently, I did not know where testicles were located exactly. I knew there was a penis, but where were the balls? Where were they? Were they on the top of the penis? What were they on the bottom? Did they come out of the sides like wings? I I didn't know. I didn't know and I didn't have Google. What I did have was a gay best friend, Dustin. And I would go over to his house after theater rehearsal, obviously. And his mother would make us an after school snack and we would take it upstairs and Dustin would frost his tips, one of those at home frosting caps. And we would watch, this is so adorable, we would watch Gang Bang Bitches 5. <laughs> Whilst he taught me how to give a blowjob. Girl, you gotta squeeze them nuts. So I <laughs> had never kissed a boy or even held hands with one, but I knew how to give Gay Academy head. <laughs> which is the most prestigious degree I have ever received. Um, I went through a breakup recently, and it's, it's, it's not a good time to be on social media, you know? 
hate these Facebook memories that come up every day now. It's just like a parade of regret. It's like, how many mistakes can one person make in a lifetime? Six years ago today. Two years ago today. One year ago today. Not friends with you anymore. Hate your guts. Can't believe I let you come inside me. Okay, I'm Melanie Morris. You guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. We have one final comic left. Y'all ready? Amazing. This comic, friend of the show. I say that about everybody, but it's true. Friend of the show. Um, He has a wonderful podcast called Who Charted? You might know him from there. Please give a warm welcome to Howard Kramer, everybody. my keys. Hey gang, how's it going? I could be any villain in the movie Taken. Thank you. Look like kind of a hunter too. Cool shoes. All right, cool socks, cool pants. People up top, bird's eye view crew. How's it going back there? Woo! I look like a hunter. I don't even eat meat. I dress like a hunter, throws people off. The porn stars I have affairs with send me hush money. Do you understand? Get with it. I had a wardrobe uh, malfunction recently. Yeah. I was sitting in church and uh, my bullet crown broke. Uh, AR 15 and ammo all over the pew. Say what you want about AR-15s, I still like them better than Blink-182. Who's with me? (laughs) I'm looking to get out of comedy. So far, this set is a step in the right direction. (laughs) Thank you so much, gang. I know what I'm doing up here. Don't worry about it. I know what I'm doing. I'm the Betsy DeVos of this shit. You understand? (laughs) You're in good hands, people. I say one loud thing per person. That's it. One loud thing. Like, if you go and dye your hair purple, then don't talk at the movies. (laughs) Get on board, gang. Come on. I only do comedy during Lobster Fest, so this is what you get, all right? And then I shut it down again until truck month. But we're doing it. We're here. Uh, I did a show a couple weeks ago at uh, Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux's breakup. Um, I sang Moving Out. Uh, it was bittersweet. But uh, give it up for those guys. They, de- they, de- they deserve it, gang. They deserve it. <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. Gang, uh, I'll tell you. Uh, I'm getting pounded up here, right? I'm, I'm reeling right now. I don't know what's going on. What am I doing up here? What's with this place? Couldn't they afford a real... to come up here? (laughs) Gang, great to be here. Uh, I'm doing a show next Thursday. Uh, Uh... it's at a AAA service call down on the 10th freeway. Um, plenty of seating along the shoulder. Come on down, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it so much. Uh... R.I.P. Lil Peep. How about that? Yeah. All right. R.I.P. Lil Pump. He's not dead yet, but soon, right, gang? Soon. R.I.P. Lil Xan. They're not made long for this world, these new rappers. Badmouth and Tupac and Biggie. It's not smart. Cool bag. 
front row crew, give it up. Front row mobsters, yeah, yeah. All the crews are gathered. We got the side swipers, front row mobsters, middle section. There you go. Great. Hey, uh, you know, it's a Tuesday night. This is a different kind of Tuesday night for me. Usually it's just I'm inside, I'm watching This Is Us, uh, I'm taking my dick pics, and um, uh, so it's good to see some people. <laughs> All right, back to the sheet. All right, here we go. You got a couple more minutes. You're back on the streets, gang. You can do it. Uh, I was up on Runyon Canyon today, top of Runyon Canyon, hike to the top of the mountain. And you get all the way to the top and people are up there running business calls on a speakerphone. <laughs> for thousands of years, that's been a, a metaphor <laughs> for self-purification. You go to the mountaintop and you listen to some dudes talking to his agent. A very clean up at the top of Runyon Canyon, no litter. If you're thinking about going up there, head up there. Except for the, there's uh, been a pair of child's underwear under a bush for about the last four weeks. <laughs> Somebody might be coming back for it. I understand. Just leave it there. It's not disturbing whatsoever. <laughs> Doesn't make you wonder uh, how it got there. All right, I'm not going to go into that too long. Hey, gang. Um, <laughs> I'm getting pounded up here. Oh, my God. I could have an onstage collapse. I could go down. I've, uh, I, I was hospitalized for a stomach ulcer at 15. I was worried I wasn't going to become a rock star. And uh, you see how that turned out. Uh, it was all about Cobain. All about Cobain when we finally got there. Hey, gang, how you doing tonight? I'm having fun. I tried a lot of these jokes out on Alexa. She laughs at, at weird times. So. All right, am I, am I with me? I got a show next Friday. I'm doing uh, Troll Farm out in St. Petersburg. Uh, it's a long flight, but uh, come check it out. Uh, gang, uh, Little Peep, he's out of here. We lost, a, we lost a lot of... What's that? Gothboy. Gothway? Yeah. What's that? No, Gothboy. Oh, Goth, we lost Gothboy? Yeah. Oh, man. R.I.P. Gothboy. I know there's some Gothboy pe peeps over there. Uh, how did he go? Was it sui suicide? No, heroin. Heroin. Oh, might as well be suicide, right, gang? <laughs> DJ Khaled, he'll never kill himself. <laughs> he'll never develop the self-awareness to take his own life. Right, I gotta go, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cameron and Rhea. Thank you. Howard, let's hear it for Howard Kramer one more time. I took his keys. You know what? Maybe I don't know. First of all, that was I love I love I love to watch Howard work. I fucking love to watch Howard work. This is very true. Uh, so maybe the maybe there's a maybe that's not a sad story about the undies, right? I reach in my pocket and the, the kid that I was knitting for her underwear was in my pocket because she had taken it off because she didn't want to wear it anymore she put it in my pocket so this is a very crafty child who has been able to do this during a mommy and me where I've been watching her like a hawk the whole time but I took my eye put my eye on the acoustic guitar for one moment You guys, what is happening for you? It's still in there. That's Cameron Esposito. Let's keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. Thank you so much.
real soon. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.